everybody! Welcome to session zero of, uh, zero dash two, I guess, of Trendsetters. Uh, we're maybe the first two thing- dash zero. Two dash zero? Maybe. Um, I call it zero way. two, because I'm a Digimon fan and my brain <laughs> is poisoned. <laughs> oh, you're a fan of the bad season. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> the first thing I want to do before we get into anything is, are you guys changing your superhero name? Nope. Or, or at least not, not your superhero name, your your team name, anyway, is what I meant. Oh. I kind of like trendsetters as like a thing for us to grow up into. Yeah, I'm okay with that. So we were trending and now we're trendsetters. Rather than being hashtag trending. Rather than being hashtag trending, because in universe, that was a dumb name Robin like said out loud to spite a reporter and then Felix and Gary made it real. <laughs> I, f- I feel like we would grow out of that. Yeah. After we take down a world ending threat at least once, you got to get a new team name. Okay. Yeah. So, Hey everybody, guess what? Fucking hashtag trending. We finally changed the name to the name of the podcast. Wow. <laughs> sure. Took us long enough. <laughs> Never mind. Change back. <laughs> no, too late. You made your bed. Uh, we're gonna it. call our team better than Ethan now. <laughs> anyway, um, so the second thing I want to do is we have switched rule sets entirely. We are no longer using a powered by the apocalypse thing. We are using a system called Fate Core, which is published by the same people who publish Monster of the Week, uh, Evil Hat Productions. It's really simple. You roll four special dice that have pluses and minuses on them and then you apply them to skills and that's how you do uh fate is designed to fit any sort of setting whatsoever um they actually give a couple of examples of superhero stuff in the core rule book which is neat um we're just gonna go with as vanilla as possible because this is my first time playing fate let alone running it <laughs> All right, and just for clarity, uh, the dice you roll is a d6, where it's basically one and two are minus one, three and four are zero, no effect, then five and six are plus one. Yeah. Um, They say that on average, you should get roughly a plus two or minus two to any roll that you make on average, which math, I don't know if if that's true or not. On average, you are most likely to get a plus two, plus one, zero, minus one or minus two, as opposed to the extremes of plus four or minus four. So in order to help these guys out, if they needed to roll their characters, which it doesn't look like they do, most of them have done this already. Uh, Chloe's going to be our guinea pig. Hey, 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 you don't need to be like that. No, I'm going to say Chloe's going to be our guinea pig. I saw, there's a bunch of shit I still gotta fill in here. Oh, there Excuse is? You. Okay. Okay. I don't know. You look... I, I didn't take too close a look at yours, to be honest. So, the the first thing that you do is obviously you name your character, but uh, uh, we've been doing this for a while, so everybody has their characters. The second thing you do in Fate is uh, you create your two aspects, uh, one of which is your high concept and another one is your trouble. Uh, for the test I made, which was the Silver Skeleton, my high co- his high concept is power negating super. His trouble is workaholic. Uh, so if everybody has their 
high concepts, maybe? Do you? Yeah. Okay. I have mine. I believe trouble does need to involve one of the other player characters. Does it? Does it? I don't I, think it does. I don't think I, it, really I don't think it does They're, either. I think you're thinking of trio. aspects. That's aspects. Okay. I mean, the high concept and the trouble are aspects, but like I the mean, last. Technically, you could involve you could involve another character in your at trouble if you want to, but it's not by any means necessary. Yeah, I don't. No, no, I'm seeing here. Yeah, crossing paths again is oh, definitely involves players. Yeah, so there's there's the phase trio that I think you were looking at. I yeah. figured we were just going to skip that because oh, yeah. all of our characters already yeah. know each other and have history already so we don't need to like establish it via these character creation stuff anyway so i'll go first so my high concept is uh hero on the street i am there for the little dude i am the guy stopping bank robberies muggings not so much you know the interdimensional alien stuff though i do get involved in that from time to time that's why you have teammates mm-hmm but most of my day-to-day hero stuff is just patrolling around and helping people. Returning wallets, rescuing dogs and stuff, that kind of thing. Uh, and my trouble is responsibility responsibility to others. That is to say, I have family obligations, I have, you know, my work, uh, whatever that is, I don't know yet. Uh, I have my teammates to look out for. Responsibility to others. I figure that summed it up pretty well. Okay. Let's just go down to the Discord list. Nikolai, do you have your aspects yet? Yeah. High concept, sapient colony of nanites that became a superhero. Okay. And the trouble is an essential disconnect from human emotions. All right. Switch. Uh, my high concept is supervillain, comma, force for good. And then my trouble is exceptionally complicated social movement. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, that being said, Chloe, mm-hmm. do you have your aspects? Uh, I do know my high concept and my trouble already, yes. Okay, so what are they? High concept is grounded space explorer. Grounded in this case, being meaning literally just stuck on Earth. Okay. And my trouble, Kat's going to hate this one. Uh, was too many irons in the fire. (laughs) Okay. I don't know why you'd think I'd hate it. I don't approve, but I also don't hate it. (laughs) All right. I also have a couple other uh, aspects if we want to cover other ones people have typed in. Okay. So I have... Criminal and unashamed. I have no restraint when right is right, which I've added to sort of reflect how Robin tends to just absolutely get into people's faces when they think they've fucked up and are doing the incorrect thing. Mm -hmm. And my people are rough people. Like dogs? No. (laughs) Like criminals and other supervillains that kind of thing all right but 
you know, also the poor and the socially downtrodden. Yeah. All right. Does anybody else have any other aspects or did you guys just stick with high concept and trouble? Because you can add other aspects. But... Yeah, I didn't think we were doing that. I thought that no, would you, you, you like... don't. You don't have to. I mean, that just couldn't come up during the game, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's another thing about fate is that a lot of the stuff in fate is like, hey, if you're not sure about a thing, don't put it down right away. You can just write stuff down as you play. And that's really good. I think that's a really good way of doing stuff as opposed to having it have to be uh, concrete before you start. Yeah, I think the aspects are mostly about building a fresh character and fleshing it out. So yeah. it's not not really necessary in this case. Right. They do have mechanical uses, though, if yeah, I'm not for, mistaken. Yeah, uh, you can. I can pretty much invoke compels, t- so that way you can tr- guys can try and get fate points, which I will go over later. I mean, I feel like mine just like sum up my duality of the character as yeah. a superhero, but also like responsibility to his family and social all that stuff. Yeah, and that's like that's fine. You've you've got it. You nail it. You. You're done. If, if you want to be done, then you're done. Like, that's Yeah, that's I could break good. those down to finer, but I feel like they're good as they are. Yeah. If I feel the need to break them down finer during the course of gameplay, I will. But right now, exactly. I think I'm good. Yeah. All right. Uh, so next are skills. And this is another thing that you can just do while game, like while sessions are happening. So skills range at character creation from plus four two plus one and you get one plus four two plus threes three plus twos and four plus ones uh they call it the pyramid and the way that like you're supposed to level stuff up is that you can't just move one of your plus threes to a plus four without it having support underneath it so like you you just can't have like two plus fours and one plus three you need to have some sort of grounding underneath of it. Oh, I did want to bring this up. There is a line in the book. I don't remember exactly where. It says if you're running something like a superhero campaign or similar, that a plus five is also acceptable. I was going to bring that up. I would prefer not to. I want to, like I, like I said, I kind of want to go as vanilla as possible for right now. Okay. And in that spirit, I have also stuck to vanilla skills. So my plus four, I selected fight, because I am fighty. Mm-hmm. Fight is good. Uh, for my plus threes, I have physique and athletics, because I am, you know, strong and agile. So it made sense. For my three plus twos, I've picked notice, which is basically, hey, what's going around on around going around me? Or stuff like that. I, I can just read from the whole dang thing. Let me yeah. pull it up. It's passive perception. It's basically passive perception. Well, yeah. Perception, period. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Where is the actual thing? Because the, the other one is investigate, investigate is the, which is that's the active also one. investigate. <laughs> yeah. Next, I picked provoke, which is, um, in my case, the riling a dude up by just like making jokes at his expense while I fight him and stuff like that. I figured. You know, getting someone's dander up, eliciting negative emotional response from them, fear, anger, shame. It's the being a jerk skill, as the book puts it. We should also talk about 
should we talk about uh, overcome advantage and attack and defend while we're doing these? Should we nah, bring that up? Uh, that'll that'll come up more naturally during as we play, I would think. Okay. Bas basically, each skill can be used for anywhere between like two and four things. Yeah. And they, they're they're kind of specific things. But and then the next uh, for my third plus two, I picked report. You know. Report. 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 T is silent. It's French. Fuck you! I pronounce the T. Rupor. <laughs> it's where you lose rupees. Right. <laughs> anyway, so rapport. Uh, you know, making friends, being charismatic. That's also part of my deal. So, yeah, I picked rapport. And then for my plus ones, I went stealth, will, will being, you know, just like willpower, resisting psychic attacks, you know, staying, like, keeping your brain good. You know, not losing yourself to stuff. Yeah, basically. Uh, investigate and deceive. Deceive might be a little bit of a weird one, but uh, the text on that is lying and all about lying and misdirecting people. And I did a fair amount of that as, you know, my civilian persona. So it might not be super much of an aspect of my character anymore, which is why it's a plus one now. Yeah. But it's still part of me. And the thing about two skills in particular physique and will they affect how much damage you can take physically and mentally so sundog since uh he has a plus three in physique he has four maximum physical stress and since he has plus one in will he has three maximum mental stress stress always starts at two like mm -hmm. so if you don't have anything in there it's just two i'm double tough mm -hmm. all right Nikolai, do you want to go over your skill pyramid real quick? Sure. I figured I'm the team tank, so I put physique as my plus four and will as one of my plus threes. I am made of nanites and pretty good at programming, so I put craft as the other plus three and renamed it engineering uh, by following the recommendations in the Fate Core book that... Uh, suggests calling it something else in a more modern setting. Anyway, aside from that, I've got in the plus two category, fight, notice, and academics, which is again renamed from the core lore uh, skill. And then in the plus one section, I've got stealth, athletics, rapport, because I'm, you know, starting to get good at talking to people. Yeah, you're getting there. And then I also put in magic. Now, magic is not part of the initial suggested skills, but fate is a very flexible system where you can just throw in whatever feels appropriate. And I feel like I would, or Nikolai would have been getting some magic lessons from the vizier. Yeah, because he did say that robots can use magic. And it has been something that has interested Nikolai. And uh, just as an aside, during these uh, training sessions, uh, we also debate politics. <laughs> just interesting because uh, the vizier is an anarcho-primitivist. And uh, Nikolai is a um, singularity futurist. So we don't agree on very much, but... Uh, <laughs> We, we value the uh, 
the perspective that comes with hearing uh, an opposing viewpoint. All right. Switch. I don't have a single one committed because I've been having a lot of trouble figuring out how to represent Robin correctly through these skills. And that is fine. Like I said, one of those one of the great things about fate is that you can just fill in what feels appropriate at the time. Um, I would rather have it done in advance. Yes, I, I know. I know. But I'm I'm saying if you can't think of a thing like that would definitely be average when I tell you to roll a thing, you could be like, yeah, OK, I can shove that in plus one. But I'm um, sure. I can help you with that. Um, I definitely think burglary would be up there. Yeah, if if I were just to make suggestions, burglary, contacts, and provoke should all be up there. Yeah. Uh, Yes, I I did have thoughts of burglary and contacts and deceive as ones worth taking. I'm also trying to encapsulate, you know, Robins, by the time we get to like actually playing five years and change of training with the Silver Skeleton, they're changing ethos, but with starting every fight with having an honest dialogue with the person who they are having a fight with to try and like get them to do something else with their life. So here's what I would say those last two things you should probably make maybe put them at plus two because those are relatively new to you whereas the other stuff you've been doing a lot longer so you're more trained in it so if you want to put like empathy or rapport at plus two i I guess i don't know which one would be more appropriate for that sort of thing i don't either (laughs) (laughs) suggestions from the others yeah Uh, um well, I, I got an idea. What about taking the shoot skill and then just renaming it to be more relevant to your swapping fighting style? Because that is ranged, and that is the the essence of shoot. Ranged combat. Yeah. Right, but the, they, there's the two different ranges, though. There's the hand-to-hand from the Silver Skeleton, and then there's fighting at a distance by fucking people up with swapping. Right, and the hand-to-hand stuff is fight yeah so like like i said uh since you're still relatively new to fighting and five years like so like silver skeleton would definitely not have been able to teach you everything that he knows in five years like he knows a lot he was the batman uh analogy before bobbin straight up came up with coyote man so he's got a lot of fighting to teach you so i would that's why I would say, like, maybe put fight at plus two and maybe shoot at plus three. Maybe able to spot changes in a person's mood or bearing emotional notice. I don't think that's what I want. I want no, that's not. Uh, yeah, I was I was looking at that as well. No, that's probably not what you want. Um, I think I could put fight at four because Sundog has lots of natural strength and reflexes and he just like can react to things without having to really be trained for it. He's just, he's quick like that. Yeah, I wasn't going to call you out on that. Like, and Silver Skeleton's fight is plus four because he's been doing this for decades. Yeah, gotta remember that this is highly abstract here. Yeah. I guess Rapport at plus two. 
Yeah, rapport plus two makes sense because empathy is not what you're you're going for. It's all about making positive connections and eliciting the most positive emotion. Yes, that's rapport is more what we, you're going for as opposed to empathy. What's the yeah, total number of skills? What? Uh, one, two, three, and four. Which sums up to ten, I believe. One, two, seven, three, four, five, ten. six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yep, ten. Thank you. I am writing these down on a post-it. Okay. Just to see how many slots I have filled. So, fight rapport, contacts burglary. I wrote contacts twice for some reason. Hey, already saving. Um, stealth, probably. I feel like there's such an overlap between burglary and stealth. Not really. Yeah, burglary is like technical knowledge and stealth is the skill. Yeah, like some burglars are not stealthy at all. Right, burglary but... is about the physical defenses. Stealth is about evading the the more human defenses, you might say. It explicitly says on the page, burglary, the burglary skill covers your character's aptitude for stealing things and getting into places that are off limits. Yeah. Okay, but it doesn't say getting in unnoticed. It just says getting in there. Stealth skill allows you to avoid detection, both when hiding in place and trying to move about unseen. It pairs well with the burglary skill. You don't fucking say. <laughs> well, I can't believe being undetected is a good burglary skill. And I, I can see using stealth in situations other than like sneaking into places. Like you might want to blend into a crowd, like escaping a chase, where burglary really doesn't fit in there. We're just losing aggro in a fight. Also, I will say that Robin seems very willful, so maybe you want might want to invest a little bit into will. I think I'm actually going to pass on stealth. That doesn't fit with how I do Robin most of the time. Okay. Like, in the backstory that I have in my head for Robin, a lot of their heists, there wasn't a lot of overt sneaking involved it was it's a crew just, it's it's a crew and then when they were on their own it was like moving faster and at odd angles it wasn't creeping i dumped a point into stealth just because being sneaky is nice but the few times i like tried to do stealthy things in mask it didn't turn out well <laughs> And keep in mind that you can always roll a skill without any points in it. Yeah. There's not really a trained, untrained mechanic. So I've got six items so far. What about provoke? Yeah, provoke seems super up your alley. It's probably my most used skill in, or most used move in the last game. Exactly. Provoke someone. You can attack with provoke. Provoke is the skill about getting someone's dander up and eliciting negative emotional responses from them. Yeah. <laughs> I picked Provoke because I was just remembering that bit from Ultimate Spider-Man where he just like pulls out a list of just pulls out some flashcards and just starts <laughs> Start rattling King, off. King, King, King yeah. Ben. <laughs> King ben. That's seven. Three more. 
Oh, I, sh- I guess sh- I guess Bobbin's idea for shoot is a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's eight. Um, you could take engineering. You do know a bit about that. Which is crafts in yeah. written as vanilla. Uh, oh, I haven't even... Oh, I have taken fight. What's the difference? What's the functional difference between fight and athletics? Um, uh, fight is, is, you know, fighting. Athletics is agility, like dodging and weaving. Yeah, you can't you can't punch your way uh, by uh, jumping across the building. Yeah, just looking at the skill list section here, you can use athletics to defend but not attack. Fight you can use to attack and defend. Yeah. Also, um, athletics is good for like dodging like gunshots and such. Unless you ha- come up with a rules exception, I am not allowing you to roll fight to defend against bullets. I punch the bullet out of the air. I shoot the bullet. <laughs> well, you can make that happen with a stunt, but you'd have to limit the scope of the replacement. Like You can only replace athletics with fight versus shoot. Yeah. If you're holding like the right weapon or something. I mean, I I have it on record that Robin's way of dealing with people who are shooting at them is to swap with the shooter and they get hit by their own bullets. That's a that's a thing I established ages ago. So I, I could turn that into a stun. You could turn that into a stun. Yeah, like that. That's a good use of the rule of the rule exception thing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm throwing athletics on there. Okay. I, I figure Robin's pretty fit by now with all the training and like actually eating meals for a couple of years. And did you take my suggestion on Will or? Yeah, that's one of my nine. Okay, just make sure. I have no um, numbers assigned yet, but it's on that's, the list. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, we can always come up with numbers later. Not you have drive. To... No, Why not the drive. fuck would Robin ever drive a car? Okay. Yeah. Listen. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. What if Robin has a sick motorcycle? <laughs> this is true. Robin could have a sick motorcycle. No, if Robin actually has a skateboard that they use to just get around on ground level <laughs> and like interact with people. You're laughing, but this isn't a joke. This is a real thing I've decided. Oh, okay. But it isn't for like combat situations. They put it back in the they put it back home when it comes time to actually fight. Also, you can still drive a car without any points in drive. Yeah, yeah. see, I briefly flirted with like adding drive as one of my plus ones, but you know, spider car, spider car. Like I literally did learn to drive a car. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't learn how to drive it well. Is the thing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Maybe resources. Resources could work because one, you have that sweet silver security money now, and. Yeah, there's the issue where that kind of overlaps with contacts because all of the sources of those resources are the supervillains that Robin is friends with, or at least in a working relationship yeah. with. Yeah, if you have yeah. points and resources, they are your own resources you can call on. That's yeah. just the idea. Yeah, that's like a company credit card. I don't think that is something to put points right. into. Um. Can always put a point into physique just to round out that uh, physical training. Give yourself an extra st- stress box. Do you have notice? I don't have notice. 
notice would probably be good just for like you being able to spot things like, hey, I can swap thing there. I can swap with that. That's very sensible, actually. It's either going to be notice or physique. Okay. All right. And you can assign numbers to those later, but we've got your 10 at least, or at least your, your 11 like you, that will turn into 10. Use notice to create aspects based on direct observation, looking over a room for details that stand out, finding an escape route, noticing someone sticking out of a crowd. I can see that being useful for you. I can also see that being something Robin is already good at, what with the cat burglary thing. I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Alright. And then Chloe! Chloe, while we were doing that, did you figure out anything about your pyramid? Uh I did actually. Okay. Uh mostly it was uh, a lot easier when I realized what skills I did not want to take. Wow. And the two skills that I definitely didn't want to take were physique and fight. So this'll be fun. Who <laughs> can I guess? Stealth, burglary, resources. Okay. Drive. Pretty close. Well, Drive. <laughs> I got them all, actually. So at the very top is stealth. The two plus three are crafts and will, actually. Hmm. And the two plus two, the uh, three plus twos are investigate, lore, and deceive. I'm probably going to have to rename lore to something else, but. Uh, yeah. And the four plus ones were burglary, athletics, drive, and resources. I figured those fit pretty well. I really wanted high will because I figured it wasn't a thing anyone else was going to go for, really. And I didn't want I didn't want physique or fight because I figured the opposite. I wanted crafts because that was a thing that already established Penny doing, uh, you know, just like having the right tool for the job kind of thing. Deceive was less a good at lying to people and more she's good at like literally disguising herself as other things and other people as other things was a thing. Misdirection? Yeah, um, which I figured was more of a deceive than a stealth thing. I believe it mean it brings up misdirection and deceive. Investigate was definitely like a using the internet to find things out kind of investigate skill. Like that time she hacked into a satellite. Burglary was just like a point to have a good compliment for stealth. Athletics was uh, something de physically defensive. Drive, because I thought it would be really funny. She is a pilot after all. <laughs> she is. And resources. And resources just made sense to me. She has some yeah, like, resources at her disposal. Stuff will be happening that makes resources make sense. Yeah. All right. So, after that, we've been talking about stunts stunts a little Six while. stunts? Stunt on them. Stunts are basically additions to your skills, and they allow you to do certain things. You can, like, add new actions to a skill, you can add a bonus to an action, or you can create a rules exception using stunts. So, one of the examples I'll give is with my silver skeleton, I have the stunt power negation, which is a rules exception. 
and the way I wrote it out was, if a super whose powers are not completely mundane attacks you, you can roll will to defend against it. If you're already rolling will to defend against it, you get plus two to the result. You can have five stunts. But if you have five stunts, you only get one fate point refresh. And fate point refreshes are important. If you take three stunts, you have three refreshes. Four stunts, two refreshes. Five, one refresh. Yeah, fate points allow you to do some cool shit. And sometimes stunts are so powerful that you have to use a fate point to activate them. There's there's a couple that the examples that the books give. This this is gonna be like the majority of the character creation is trying to balance out the stunts. Cause like when I created the silver skeleton, it was super easy. It took me 20 minutes, and 10 of those minutes were trying to balance my stunts. Stick nasty stunts. Let's get right into them. I have picked yeah. two so far. I went with Danger Sense, which I already mentioned. You have an almost pre-natural capacity for detecting danger. Your notice skill works unimpeded by conditions like total concealment, darkness, or other sensory, sensory impairments in situations where someone or something intends to harm you. Mm -hmm. Spider Sense. Mine now. <laughs> and then the second one I've taken is Popular. If you're in an area where you're popular and well-liked, you can use Rapport in place of Contacts. You may be able to establish your popularity by spending a fate point to declare a story detail or because of prior justification. Affable regional sundog. Yeah, I can imagine that, like, I'll give that to you for free in neighborhoods that you patrol a lot and in, like, in just in city in general, I will probably make you spend a fate point. Right. But, like, it, it, but if you've established, like, I no, did I did save I, the entire city at least once. Yeah, you did save the entire city at least once. Um, but like I said, there there will definitely be like neighborhoods where for sure you just get that. Uh, and like the city at large, outside of those neighborhoods, you can definitely. Like I'm on first name basis point. for some of these people. Like I've, hey, it's Mr. Bodega owner. Yeah, I've saved oh. your butt from getting robbed at least a couple times. Saved him from the Bodega Bandit. <laughs> Speaking of which, um. I want to I want to clarify something. Does Felix still go out in the mask? Because I feel like it's sort of a symbol at this point. Yeah, I still have the mask. I was thinking like I have like a cooler or electronic mask because I'm just like straight up stealing from Miles Morales now. <laughs> but the electronic eyes, you've seen that one, right? Yeah, I've seen that one. So I like I have that, but I also have just like the old cloth mask that I can just keep in my pocket. But then if I'm caught, uh, like, you know, flat-footed, I can just do superhero stuff. But for the most part, I go in the mask. Listen, Carla threw that one mask together, lickety-split, because it was just, it was fast and easy. She can do some pretty impressive stuff. So I'm imagining you're still going to her for, like, new masks Maybe and Maybe I'm, like, I'm enough of a name now that I have official costume and stuff. Yeah. Action figures. Get the, uh, get the full Iron Man display. But like, if I'm like just out and some shit's going down, I just throw on my little cloth mask and I just throw down. Okay. All right. Classic so, mode. And like Ape said, you can start, you always start with at least three stunts. Uh, you can have up to five, but the again, you don't have to come up with all the stunts at once. You can come up with some stuff during gameplay or like after the fact and, and that is fine. So, Nikolai, do you have any stunts yet? I do. I have okay. picked three vanilla stunts, but renamed them all. Okay. 
just to add a little extra flavor. For instance, I've got Heroic, which is plus two to rapport when you're delivering an inspiring speech in front of a crowd. If there are named NPCs or PCs in the scene, you may target all of them simultaneously with one roll rather than dividing up your shifts. And shifts are basically each plus one bonus, yeah. by the way. Each success over the target number I give you. Yes, so I can apply all of my bonuses to everyone instead of having to parcel them out to individual targets. Mm -hmm. Second stunt, stretchy body. Plus two to overcome actions with athletics if you are in a chase across rooftops or in similarly precarious environment. And finally, nanite control. Uh, let's see, you don't ever have to spend a fate point to declare that you have the proper tools for a particular job using engineering, even in extreme situations, like being imprisoned and separated from all of your stuff. I am all of my stuff. <laughs> this source of opposition is just off the table forever. Nice. Very good. Cat, do you happen to have any stunts? Not at the moment. I'm currently putting one together because I figured the ability swap counts as would count as a stunt. Yes, definitely. And I've, my, I've already, my but, thought right now is have to spend a fate point, have to roll swap, which is what I've renamed shoot to. Okay. And I have to be able to describe the power in a succinct scientific way or else it either incurs a penalty or is straight up impossible okay and that depends on like how much i have to bullshit my description right and i did tell you off camera spending one fake point makes it dramatically appropriate to be temporary and if you want it to be a permanent forever swap you have to spend two fake points I don't know if you actually told me that, but I'll note it down. All right. So, again, you don't have to come up with all of them right now. And then, Poltergeist, do you have any stunts that you have in mind? I'm going to confess that I think I've only got really one that I know I want. Don't forget, you can, like, create your own stunts. Right, like, right, right. I, I know one from the default list that I know I want. Okay. And I haven't decided otherwise. I think there is at least one custom stunt that I'm going to have to go over with you. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, if you guys want to create custom stunts, uh, just talk to me over Discord and we will hash out trying to balance them. And uh, it's just the Ninja Vanish from Stealth, but I'm just going to call, I'm going to rename it Stealth Kit instead. Okay. Which is uh, once per scene, you can vanish while in plain sight by spending a fate point. Using a smoke pellet or other mysterious technique, place the vanish boost on you while you're vanished. No one can attack or create an advantage on you until after they've succeeded at an overcome roll with notice to suss out where you went. Basically meaning they have to give up an exchange to try it. This aspect goes away as soon as you invoke it, or someone makes that overcome roll. Okay. Alright, okay. Let's so, um, talk about extras. Yeah. Uh, extras, they're basically uh, just... They're just extras. Um, I gear, not... uh, descriptions of powers, yeah, all that gears, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's that's mostly for flavor. Um, I don't think there's a lot of stuff that extras actually do outside of flavor, honestly. 
I mean, they have attached aspects, attached stunts, attached skills, and a cost, like, fields to fill in. So I assume there's some mechanical weight to their existence. Hold on, I actually did... I'm thinking, like, of, like you have, like, um, smoke grenades or something. You have so many smoke grenades, and that's your cost, is one smoke grenade. Extra is 269. And then you'd <laughs> attach that to, like, stealth. Extras. Defining extras. An extra is in fate is free. Use anything that's technically part or controlled. Like a special treatment in the rules. If your fake game were a movie, this is where the special effects budget would go. Some examples of extras include magic and supernatural power. Oh, it's just basically like extra rules, yeah. and that's that's not what I was gonna go over. Because like, so yeah. For my extra, I just um, I'm just using hard light. Some dogs' hard light powers are extreme, supremely adaptable, able to create a variety of tools for any given situation. This powerful pulls from a pool that can only recharge during the day. And I've attached fight and athletics to that. Skill, really? That's in, mostly how I use it. In the five years, you did not take up Gabby's suggestion of, hey, maybe try and learn how to use the, the, the light from the moon, you dink. It's not as good. It's like a 1% as powerful as the sun, even at full strength, man. Okay. Okay. Gabby's moon-attuned. I'm sun-attuned. Moon-attuned. 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 <laughs> I had to drink a lot of cocoa. Now I've got like a sugar buzz going. Okay. I don't know if you can tell. Tuna dune. Uh, so does anybody else have any extras? I have several. Not yet. I didn't even know this section existed until right now. I was going to go over all this today, but I had a crippling stomach ache. It's fine. Don't worry about it. We still have several weeks before we put actually play the game. No, this is taking place right before the next session, Colin. But seriously, does anyone have any extras they want to go over? I don't. Uh, none that are as, like, involved as you. It's, it's just me sort of cataloging stuff that I already had. I have my power, I have my mask, I have my stun stick, and I have my little radioactive tracker beads. Yeah. In this case, I think we're just using it as notes, mostly. Yeah, pretty much. Just things to keep track of. Yeah. Um, okay, we covered stress, uh, consequences. There are moderate, severe, and mild consequences in this game, and they're basically things that stick to you after combat. Physical stress and mental stress refresh after a combat, not these. This is yeah. more severe consequences. So maybe you got like a good cut, that's mild. You broke an arm, that's moderate. Maybe you lost an arm, that's severe. I mean, depending on your power set, losing an arm might not be all that severe. Okay, but for the non-squishy nanite colony people, it's kind of a big deal. Or for the people who like don't just completely regenerate their their limbs from scratch, yeah. All right. Um, I think we've nailed everything. Uh, we didn't go over yeah. um, phases because we are already kind of an established group. Yeah, I was I was so, I was just gonna skip that. Yeah, like I the phases think that wraps. I I did want to go over milestones. Oh yeah, milestones. Um, so there are three kinds of milestones. There's like minor, uh, moderate, and major. Significant. Yeah, significant. Minor ones are basically you can swap a plus one skill for another plus one skill if you want. I forget what the other examples they give are. Um, uh, I've got it right here. It's page two fifty six in the book. 
And you can basically swap the ranks of any two skills or replace one plus one skill with any other plus one skill you don't already have. Right. You can swap out stunts. You can buy a new stunt at the cost of your refresh rate. And uh, you can rename an aspect aside from your high concept, which is just there forever. Yeah. So significant milestones. I've got the book open now. Um, you can you get one additional skill point, which you can use to buy a new skill at plus one or increase the, any an existing skill by one rank. The exception to that is that again you can't break the pyramid. And you can bank your skill points so that um, like you can if you bank two skill points, you can buy something straight at uh, plus two or buy a new skill to support make making a plus one to a plus two yeah and then if you have any severe consequences you can rename them to begin the recovery process if you haven't already so like say lost an arm uh you can go to your friendly neighborhood edwin steiner and be like please build me a new arm thank you he's dr gears in this universe he's still named edwin you don't know that. I don't think we've ever actually have we ever actually. No, that named literally him did happen. That, that did, literally did happened yes. at the very end of the of the final session of the Masks campaign. He introduced himself as Doctor Edmund Steiner. Chloe yes, I've got about it. brain problems. <laughs> this is true. And then there are major milestones. If you have an extreme consequence, name it to reflect that you've moved past its most debilitating effects. This allows you to take another extreme consequence in the future if you desire. Take an additional point of refresh, which allows you to immediately buy a new stunt or keep it in order to give yourself more fate points at the beginning of a session. So you bet you essentially just up your maximum fate point cap. Advance a skill beyond the campaign's current skill cap if you're able to, thus increasing the skill cap. So you can increase something from four to five or higher or rename your character's high concept if you desire. So major milestones are pretty big. And in terms of timing, the book suggests uh, minor milestones are end-of-session stuff. Significant milestones are every two to three sessions as we're making progress through a story. Major milestones are end-of-a-story arc and or we just shat all over the story and now it's going (laughs) somewhere else. Yeah. There's definitely a couple places where I would have been like, uh, yeah, this is a major milestone, guys in masks like you deciding not to go fight the silver skeleton i've been like uh yeah you kind of just shat over the story so go ahead and give yourself a major milestone and also worth noting when you get one of the big milestones it also qualifies as the lesser milestones on top of that yeah uh the cax also would have been a good major milestone wouldn't Megalat literally dying be a major milestone? Yeah. 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 And it was also the end of the story arc, so. Yeah. All right. So then, um, anyone else want to bring something up that probably just not going to come up naturally in game? Because I think we've covered it pretty well. Yeah. All the little fine details will get sorted out during play. Speaking of, let's get started. Which for you will be right now, but for us will be several no, weeks. No, no, we're gonna and now be the magic about... of editing. No, we're gonna. <laughs> for... Hey, no. Yes. We're gonna talk about the fucking. No. We're, we're gonna talk about. We're the done. Fucking... No, we're not. We're done. I clapped.
Third base. All of this in. It's true. He did clap. <laughs> you can't argue. He did clap. He did clap. It's about the only true part about that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I mean, one part of a sentence is true, and all of it's true. So, uh, as as we've alluded before, and I straight up said at the end of uh, the last session, there's going to be a five-year time skip. We're going to be playing that out in a downtime, but there is going to be a five-year-long downtime, at which point we will resume and see these guys during the adult portion of their superheroing career. And I've asked each of them to come up with a good thing and a bad thing that has happened to the city in the meantime. And even I came up with one. Um, I have to scroll through a shitload of conversation. Nonsense. To, yeah, uh, to... I found I found where we started talking about it. I mean, okay. So my my ways that I've changed the city, and I've only I've only done these two because I didn't want to make it like too restrictive of what these guys could do. For better, the superhero restrictions have turned out to work out for the better of the city. With supers not poking their noses into every little thing, collateral damage is down, meaning having to pay to fix it is down, meaning the city can better fund things such as school, transportation, etc., and let the DHEA do their job, which is, which, like, they're supposed to stop the B-tier superhero, supervillains. Like, that's, that was what they were supposed to do, but Halcyon is just so overburdened with superheroes that the DHEA is just like, well, I guess we can just sit on our hands on this one. The way it has changed for the worst is that the new director of the DHEA is an even harder hard-ass and is much more prone to just doing whatever he feels is necessary to put away supers who have gone too far. And I, his name, I believe, is uh, Calvin Eskridge. I, I made his thing public for the players to see now. Fun fact, never learn how to whistle. Yeah, I also put down fun facts for uh, on the handouts for all the NPCs. Just like one little inconsequential thing that each of the uh, each of the NPCs have. For instance, Silver Skeleton has a minor allergy to oranges. Probably actually all citrus fruit at that point, but you know. That sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah, that's straight sucks. I love oranges. Gender listens to three history podcasts. <laughs> I suppose she is busy. Yeah. So, let's go down the Discord list again. Uh, eight. How has the city changed for the better? I straight up didn't. Still have to come up with mine. Oh no. Okay. I didn't you know think it about was the it. Deadline for today. No, it's fine. I, it's not that. It's not a deadline for today. You can take several. I don't weeks know. To... Maybe the fucking gig economy is outlawed now. <laughs> you can fucking pay your workers. <laughs> Uh, you, you can come up with it later. That's fine. We'll we'll come up with it at some point. So, Bobbin, how things improved in the city? Well, things have improved in the city in that the capitalists and the credo he represents has been rejected, and in his place, uh, Nikolai has stepped in to become the poster child of uh, superheroics in the city and with m a much more positive and uh, helpful message go with it okay and uh, how have things not improved have things gotten worse well after repeated 
issues with AIs going crazy that have happened within the game. Yeah. The United States has passed draconian restrictions on new AI development. And while existing AIs such as Nikolai and Al are exempt from this, it does mean that the NC-12 project is essentially, for the foreseeable future, shelved. of things changed for the better. So between the the change in ethos of what it means to be a hero and a villain because of Robin being Robin and also Robin's new policy of starting every encounter with like sitting down and having a real dialogue with people about like, what's wrong with your life? How can we fix it? The number of super criminals who are doing it because they're poor, sick, or desperate is effectively at zero now. Okay. And how has it gotten worse? Uh, Well, because of that same change of ethos, the number of potentially dangerous vigilantes who are taking Robin's heroes do what's right, villains do what's necessary thesis too far has gotten worryingly high. Oh no. And Chloe. As it, as oh, it was God. put in the chat, the 90s have struck. <laughs> I told you one of them, but I did, have not like come down 100% on the other one yet. Okay. I'll tell you the first one and I'll tell you my idea for the second one and we'll see uh, we'll see how you feel about it. Um, okay. So the first one is that with the technological advancements Penny has brought back to Earth, which public transportation and like logistics has been revolutionized, allowing people to live farther from where they work and, you know, live in cities other than Halcyon while allowing, you know, damage to the city to be effectively rebuilt much faster because of, you know, being able to transport goods at literal zero gravity and things like that. Okay. The bad thing that's happened is, uh, you know, I don't know necessarily if this one will work, but with an effective jump of the technology level of the world, I guess the like excesses of rich people have just become more excessive than ever. That could work, yeah. Like, sure, the you know, lives of the average person have probably gotten better. You know, houses are cheaper to build, whatever. Uh, you know, now pe- now rich people have fucking hover yachts and stupid shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, I think I have one. Or hmm. both of them. Okay. How about just, like, superpowers are more integrated in society in general? Like, you have construction crews where the guy who can fly is up on, like, the top floor riveting shit together because he doesn't need a safety harness or anything. Okay. So, like, stuff like that. It's more, less superpowers are exclusively for superheroes and villains and more like the average, well, not average dude, but, like, more used for menial tasks. Like the lower-powered people who, like, don't want to put themselves in danger, essentially. Right. 
And okay. then the downside of that would be that superpowers are more divisive. Like people are like maybe somebody like maybe their coworkers are jealous of the guy who can fly to do riveting or stuff like that. Sure. It's they're more they're more divisive than they used to be because they're more out there for mundane tasks that like people are more exposed to them. So the haves and the have nots is kind of like being put into play. Like before it was just like, oh okay, it doesn't matter if I can't fly, I don't want to deal with that. Now it's like now that being able to fly might be an actual job advantage. It used okay. to be that a window washer was a well paying job for people who didn't care about heights and had a lot of dedication. Now you've gotta be able to fucking fly or stick to walls. Well, you don't have to, but, like, the guy who can fly might get hired over you. Yeah. Right, right, right. Or the dude who can, like, laser beam stuff might get hired at a welding job over you. I was just wondering, like, is there one of these that we could integrate the charity into? Because it seems like a wasted opportunity to just say it's happening in the background for five years. Bowie's thing could definitely have the uh, charity in. Development and proliferation of that technology maybe there's like a like a training school for up-and-coming powers she's now we're just doing my hero academia straight up though (laughs) (laughs) anyway other things that have changed in the city that i want to address is that better than ethan did change their name. They are no longer extremely bitter over the fact that their friends sold out, and they are now known as the Riot Wreckers. Yeah, all right, I like it. Sure. And I was Shrug. willing to. I was willing to take other suggestions for names, but I kind of like Riot Wreckers. I mean, it's their name. Yeah. Do they wreck riots? I mean, they have the. They have the capability. Are they of a riot riots. that wrecks. How many riots does Halcyon see on average that they can establish themselves as qualified wreckers of? <laughs> I feel like at least one. Like, right after... Do three people count as a riot? I feel like you asked that question in person, in-game, and Craig just stared at you for a second, then looked off into the distance and sat down and thought about it for a good five minutes straight. No, no, he did that thing where he had to reboot again, and he, like, you ask him that question, he just stares for a minute, and then he goes, I'm Craig. I'm Craig. Uh, But, like, in regards to the charity, Bobbins, as you mentioned, I figure, like, the direction the charity is going is as, like, recovery for victims of accidents or, you know, superhero nonsense. Like, if your house gets damaged in a superhero fight, we'll help you out basically covering the gap left by superhero insurance yeah sure because there's definitely super insurance yeah, but out insurance there. Oh, yeah. sucks yeah well exactly that's why that's why the charity would be doing good work by filling in that gap yeah also so the vindicators obviously had to fill in the gap because one of their members ended up hiring a super villain to try and take over take the city so that way to take over the city so that way he could swoop in and stop them and drive his numbers up and that that's didn't work that's oh i guess a lot that's i guess a lot of the rules of the vindicators we're just gonna put it at their you know there's at least there's at least four rules that he broke anywhere between four and four thousand rules that he just broke there 
The very first rule of the Vindicators is literally just don't be evil, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. And keep in mind that Vizier wrote the rules, so he'd, he'd probably go out light on the numbers. Yeah. But somehow the capitalist broke all of them. <laughs> so Electo has taken over uh, duties as leader, and the person who replaced the the capitalist is the armorer with not having to take on so many supervillain jobs because they pay better. Turns out she's doing some good work out there and the Vindicators noticed and after extending an invitation to Craig, who declined politely, they sought out the armor and she was like, yeah, sure, why not? You're our second choice. Congratulations. <laughs> Is it kind of a controversial choice because, you know, they were a supervillain for a very long time, but also like the line between superhero and supervillain is getting extremely blurry thanks to Robin. So our first choice was the human version of a Machamp. <laughs> and it's not like is the Vizier ever cared about that distinction in the first uh, place. Well, I mean, by blurry, I mean like, you know, it's like people are more amicable to having a supervillain in the Vindicators, even if the word former is in there because, you know, hey, maybe they were doing it for a good reason. And it turns out they were, but only you guys know about it. I mean, nowadays, supervillain is just like an, an ethos of operation. Yeah. I'm a supervillain, and I've saved the city how many times? <laughs> On purpose? There are good supervillains, and there are bad superheroes. Yes. I think that's what the entire fucking first half of the campaign was about, actually. You can just sum that up as the entire fucking campaign was about that. Yeah. Turns out you can just put whatever labels you want on something. Nobody's going to stop you. Yep. Mm -hmm. What else has super changed? Uh, something super very changed, important but... has changed about Robin, but I'm not going to say it here because I want it to come up naturally in session and I want okay. authentic reactions. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of other like, big changes. Uh, I mean, the DHEA probably had a top-to-bottom management change. Oh, oh yeah, no, the the I I established that earlier. The director. So this will come up like during the time skip, but essentially, Carolyn Cook basically was allowed to resign. Carolyn Cook was allowed to resign, and then. The new director, Calvin Eskridge, took her place, and he's a fucking hard ass. He's more Nick Fury than uh, than whatever the hell Carolyn was. Stressed. Yes. But yeah, Car Carolyn Cook has retired and is like often has moved extremely far away from Halcyon. She's like lives in like Colorado now, in like the middle of nowhere, and has a very nice garden that she attends to. Well, good for her. Whether or not you guys ever go to visit her is up to you. She might not even show up in this portion of the campaign. She might be effectively, like, done as a character. But you know what? She's doing it all right for herself. I figure if we get a Thanos snap moment and half her garden dies, she's going to go full vigilante like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> This'll be her fucking John Wick moment. Well, I was thinking more Hawkeye, but same difference, really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I have a question of something that might have changed. Hmm. 
So, in the second to last episode, second to yes. last session, Nikolai and Robin had a brief discussion on like, hey, maybe we bring in Mooncat as like a secondary member of Trendsetters. Did she say yes? On the one hand, I want her to. I want to say yes because that would be fun. But on the other hand, it would kind of be out of character because she would definitely be like, mm, "No, I work better alone." Make her like a Batman member who just shows up when okay. she's got something on the line. Or like Spider-Man with the Avengers, where like he never actually joins the Avengers; he just teams up with them a bunch. She, she's like, you know, all the fucking other Teen Titans that didn't really join the Teen Titans, but got a, a communicator. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah, a right. reference there the audience go. will get. <laughs> I mean, I've watched fucking Teen Titans, okay? I was not joking. But yeah, uh, so I would say that Mooncat didn't officially join, but also didn't she officially knows how to not find join. Us. We know how to yeah. find her. Yep. She's on speed dial. Hey, we're doing sneaky things. You want to do sneaky things? Sure, I will do sneaky things. Are you busy today? We're planning a stealth mission and we could use a third. <laughs> we need someone who's like, you need at least one other person who can actually do stealth. And Should I actually create a, uh, a major NPC thing for... I? Oh, of course I should. Of course I should. Because there's, there's three levels of NPCs in this game as well. It's There's like mooks and then there's like the next step up above mooks and then there's like major npcs which are basically the closest i will get to running a pc let's see mobs supporting npcs and main npcs that's the terminology oh and also so something i should mention a, a lot there have been a lot of costume changes over the years but like we'll i'll not listing them all basically almost everyone has a change in, uh, in some way except for the silver skeleton who basically only changed his mask he fucking nailed it the silver age <laughs> skeleton <laughs> i on purpose have not changed my look at all i just gotten my suit retailored to accommodate my you know extra muscle mass mm -hmm. because i i kind of like I have a brand that I need to maintain for social movement purposes. Right. Um, I guess Electo hasn't changed her outfit at all either. And but... you know what I want Silver Skeleton to be now? Hmm. You, see, you know how you have like, we have foldable flat screens? Yes. I want like in five years in this universe, like you can just like have clothing that is a flat screen. <laughs> oh, ladies. I mean, I I was assuming that's what your good mask is made out of. I just want like him to be wearing a suit made out of screen, and he can just display stuff on it. <laughs> no, he he wouldn't be that fun. Maybe he's, we'll use it for somebody else then. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably use it for somebody else. Whatever Ethan's evolved into. <laughs> there we go. Good lord. He, he's, he, he just has, like, branding that scrolls on his chest constantly. Exactly. Exactly. It's just, like, his... Whatever online promo code that he currently has on, it's just, like, scrolls past. You get 20%. This space available. 
He has to stop in the middle of the fight, and the villains have to watch an ad for 30 seconds. <laughs> I have an awful idea. Hmm. He's still a hero, but he actually has, like, his own fucking, like, small news segment where he's basically just, like, shills products and talks about the hero- uh, talks about fucking superhero society. Like, stops a bank robbery, and then just the crowd gathers around. Buy new snake oil brand bullshit. And he holds up a little bottle of it. Doles out some samples. <laughs> Basically, I'm saying Ethan became Ben Shapiro. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't like the guy, and that's too far. I was thinking more along the lines of J. Jonah Jameson. No, J. Jonah Jameson became Rush Limbaugh. He died of lung Ugh. cancer? <laughs> he absorbed his power. <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson didn't die. <laughs> All right, I have I have an actual on-topic question. What the fuck happened to Larry Melbourne? Something, something happened to Larry Melbourne. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. He's the uh, he's the left-leaning Don Cherry. Uh, is he colorblind? He's the candidate that Gary wanted us to get into the mayoral seat, and oh, we. Yeah completely failed to do so off-screen, I guess. Yeah, uh, no. Black, well, didn't we uh, force him to do that? Like, we No, you, you forced him to... Basically strong-armed him into he strong -armed running into, again. Into running again. Uh, he, he made a good attempt at it with no captain list in the next election, but still ultimately lost because Jane is a popular incumbent, but he did, like, give it a much better shot this time. And I'm I'm guessing like he would have accepted like some sort of position in Jane's cabinet to help out the city. So he's probably nice doing basically. By the way, I'm not making a joke. Is he colorblind? No, I that's just the closest I can come to uh, simulating Don Cherry suits. Is there anything else? Um I like talking to all y'all, but yeah. yeah. Uh Trying to think, we've basically covered everything that's just not gonna like come up in the game naturally. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, some of this game, I want to explore what other cities are like. So, if it seems kind of weird that like every once in a while, like Coyote Man will be like, Hey, please come over and help Deco City, like you can say no, fuck off, but like part of it is like, I want to explore Deco City, I want to explore like fucking. LA like what the hell is going on with LA now that five years have passed since like it just reappeared out of nowhere did they experience time where they were no they did not I, I explicitly, oh that's fucked yeah I explicitly said that they were trapped in a time stasis there so like they, they had no idea what was going on you guys would have figured that out like you there was there was a whole thing I had planned with LA and then you were like let's just wish it back and I was like okay I mean, <laughs> you put a fucking genie wish in front of Robin. What do you expect them to use it on? Yeah, but also I was not expecting somebody to like use their moment of truth to be like, hey, I want to fuck over the host and also steal his ability to use wishes. And I was like, okay, well, I guess LA is coming back a lot sooner than I expected. Was he going to fuck me on my wish? No, no, like I, I, I was expecting you all to wish to just go home. Oh. Yeah. That was the expectation. The expectation was for all of you to make the wish to just go home. And then LA would have been a thing later. 
spectator. And then I just wanted to slap the host so hard that I spent a moment of truth to do so. Yep. And <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Okay, that's that's fair, valid, and just. I'll do it, and just the story's just going to change. Plus this guy in particular. Yeah, there was there was a reason why Gears was training you to do stuff that you didn't want to do, and that was because that stuff that stuff was going to be instrumental in getting LA out, and then you just wished LA out anyway. And I was like, okay. Much like a real comic book, things didn't turn out quite the way the original writer had planned it. <laughs> exactly. Well, this has been a fun two hours and a half of faffing about. Yep. Just uh, under two hours, actually. Yeah, it's just under two hours. But yeah, I I think we're done. I, this the, Fate's really easy to make characters for, and we went over all the stuff that like is important to know going in if you just don't want to experience it naturally. Did we even discuss how dice rolls work? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You roll. You roll four, and then you just tell you have a the number. Dice. Yeah. You add up or subtract. All right. I, if that's everything, can I clap now? Yes, you can clap now. <laughs> I did it first. I don't care. <laughs>